Welcome to The Workforce Solution, a storytelling series by Health Carousel, designed to provide insights and solutions for the healthcare staffing industry today and tomorrow. The Cleveland Clinic is a nonprofit American academic medical center based in Cleveland, Ohio. But their reach is national, with 66,000 employees across the entire healthcare system. Leonard Stepp, Chief Operating Officer of the Cleveland Clinic Euclid Hospital, is a healthcare leader at the center of the pandemic. With the help of his team, he is guiding the organization through daily changes and adaptations to deliver the best possible support for their caregivers, patients, and the communities they serve. I remember setting up a tent in a diesel heater, a place for triage. We thought it was going to be mass chaos when all this first started in March. We had 20 people who are Monday through Friday salaried employees here straight on a Saturday, just getting workflow set up, providing food. Uh, we, we were hooking up sinks outside, dropping IT lines. It, it was it was unbelievable. It, it, it was all to give us off. It wasn't because we had to. No one said we had to do it, but like we need to be prepared. And everyone just came to the table and said, absolutely, I'm here. Let's let's get going. It's hands down. It's the people. Uh, Euclid Hospital has a rich tradition of engaged caregivers, people that really treat this place like home. There's a lot of people that have been that were born here uh, at this hospital. This was their first job out of college, and they're retiring from this uh, from this hospital after a 35, 40 year career. It's the most engaged group of caregivers in the entire health system. It's not just me saying it. We monitor our caregivers, and Press Ganey tells us that through our results. But it's it's truly amazing. But what gets me out of bed really is it's really the ability to influence patient care, even though I'm not a clinical caregiver. I get to help people. I get to help those that work at the bedside. So it doesn't matter that I'm not out there with a medical device to support care or providing, uh, providing hands-on care. I'm supporting those that do. Most Americans will remember March of 2020 with a specific and personal poignancy. Similar to other catastrophic events in our lifetime, we can describe where we were when we learned of the shelter-in-place order, how it felt to process the school shutdowns, the true reality of distance, and the inability to see or to hug the ones we love. For the healthcare industry at large, that moment in time has an additional tactical association. As leaders across the country scrambled to make quick changes that would save lives and alter the course of history. When things first started in March, we were sending daily communications to the entire organization and not just static, but every day something new, if it was a visitation change or a resource available to our caregivers, whatever it was, we were trying to communicate as much as possible with folks so that they know, hey, look, you know, they're, they're really looking at this, you know, what surge capacity, what does surge mean? What do they mean when we're going to be bringing cots in here? You know, just explaining what that means. It doesn't mean that we're going to not put patients unstable that are at cots, but here's what our plan is. It just gives people that sense of confidence that we're looking ahead. Just all of these things start going through your head, and there's this certain feeling or rush that kind of goes through you like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is real. It's happening. And it's not a panic moment. It's a, it's a moment of like, I got this. I think we're, we're going to do this. It's, we're going to be okay. And it's just, I think it was one of those moments that I just kind of would 
came home at the end of a long day where we probably made two or three changes to the visitation policy in our period. And we informed folks what we're gonna do and then we changed it. But at the end of the day, it didn't seem like we were communicating effectively. And I walked away thinking, wow, I go, we accomplished so much so fast. At, at, we're doing this and, uh, and it's something I know I was born to do. We have a skilled nursing unit here and there was a, a developed need in Northeast Ohio for COVID positive patients to find a place to be uh, recovered from a skilled perspective. So they weren't ready to go home. Many of the nursing homes were not equipped with the personal protective equipment to care for patients. We stood up a COVID positive skilled nursing unit in seven days. And I remember the story of the lady, the first patient who uh, was admitted uh, from another one of our hospitals. She was here for 19 days. There were times where they thought she was going to be readmitted to the hospital. And we, with the day she was discharged, we all lined up in the hallway and clapped her out. And it was such a cool thing. She was, so, you could see the emotion through the mask, through everything. She was covered in flowers and balloons. The caregivers were, it, they couldn't have stood any taller as they wheeled her out uh, to her uh, husband's car and, and got her loaded in. It, it was a really surreal feeling to be able, it, it felt like a parade. It really did. It felt like, you know, we had just won a, a huge award and we were celebrating it. And we really did. We cared for this patient, provided a resource that was needed in the community. And, and, and she was able to, to go and return home uh, to her loved ones safe. 2020 was a year of transformation and change for everyone. This was evident within healthcare, as the nature of the virus forced the industry to rethink almost every aspect of their current processes and systems. From in-person patient care to the utilization of their staff, the use of physical space and equipment, everything had to change on a dime. This pressure, though challenging, became a catalyst for innovation and progress. Plato's profound statement continues to ring true, that necessity is indeed the mother of invention. One thing the organization did a really nice job of is they they looked at their pool of resources and their employees and said, we're gonna upskill. We're gonna take, uh, we're gonna take surgeons and teach them how to manage basic medical patients with the support of an attending. We're going to take our OR nurses in and get them up trained and skilled up to take care of floor patients in a team-based nursing model. We're going to take our respiratory therapists and we're going to teach them how to support on the med surge floors and PCNA type roles. So we did a lot of skill uh, diversification with these folks. And the one thing that the organization did do, which is unbelievably commendable, is no one got laid off. If you got sent home, you got paid, and no one took a pay cut. Uh, no benefits, nothing. It was it was unbelievable. The commitment to the caregivers in the organization is absolutely amazing. You see larger healthcare organizations across the country that are in that top five, cutting positions, closing locations, laying people off, cutting salaries. It didn't happen here. Many healthcare systems are in break-fix mode. The only time they're really spending money on capital is, is, is if something's absolutely broken. So it's made it really difficult. So I think what, it's, what COVID's made us do is really step back and revisit some of those plans to determine how this is changing our direction. This is something that's when the vaccine uh, finally gets to a point where we're seeing herd immunity or a, a significant uh, decrease, we got years, years of this uh, to live through still and recover from. 
So it's going to change how we move forward and just really taking that step back and, and, refoc- and reprioritize and refocusing our strategy uh, on how COVID has uh, impacted that. The leadership of the Cleveland Clinic, they said, you know, we have all of these unbelievable people who are skilled in more ways than, than we know. We can teach them to do these things to close the gaps that we have. When all of the outpatient offices got shut off, we have primary care doctors that haven't set foot in a hospital to provide bedside care in 20 years. They were ready. They were ready to go handle inpatient admissions. It was unbelievable. We were sending caregivers to New York Presbyterian, uh, Henry Ford Health Center when they were when the surges were bad in Michigan and New York State. So we were helping our fellow healthcare providers support in their worst times. The luckiest among us have chosen a perspective of gratitude surrounding the events of the COVID-19 pandemic. Though this travesty has divided us physically in so many ways, both with the staggering loss of so many human lives and the distance we keep to protect the health of those still with us, there are gifts of positivity, community, growth, and learning that in many ways have brought us all closer together. Uh, the pandemic's taught me that, you know, as an American, we hustle everywhere and we move too fast. And sometimes we just need to learn to slow down. A lot of the, a lot of the things that we do that we feel we're under time constraints to complete, we're really not. We put it on ourselves. And if we're able to just step back and really focus on the things that are important, I think we'll enjoy life a little bit more. You know, obviously the conveniences of life are a little more difficult right now because of what we can and can't do. But it, it really has taught me to slow down. Um, I'm getting just as much accomplished now as I did before, and I'm doing it at a much slower rate. You know, I think one of the gifts that this pandemic has given me personally has been the gift of time. We always talk about how fast time goes. You know, having three small children, uh, I know it's been tough, and it's it's been especially tough on my wife, who's had to be mom, teacher, everything in between. But, you know, having that time at home with them, spending the, you know, spending that quality time because we don't have anything else to do. We don't have soccer games to be uh, running to or other errands to run because, you know, we're supposed to be you know, sheltering in place. So we got to do a lot of fun stuff and spend time. And when your kids are little, they change so fast. And being able to spend that time with them is just unbelievable. I, 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 I'm, it sounds silly, but I'm really grateful for the fact that the pandemic brought that to my attention that I can observe and share in the little things and really just treasure these moments because I know they're going to, I was never going to get them back if, if it didn't happen. This episode of The Workforce Solution has been an interview with Leonard Stepp from the Cleveland Clinic Euclid Hospital. The Workforce Solution is a storytelling series brought to you by Health Carousel a world-class healthcare staffing and workforce solutions company designed to improve lives and make healthcare work better.